Welcome to Eisner Amper's Healthcare Podcast. Thanks for joining us for the first in a series of podcasts about recent evaluation and management co-changes. Today, I'm joined by Nancy Clark, Senior Manager in the Healthcare Consulting Group, where she leads medical coding services. Nancy is highly credentialed in medical coding, billing and auditing, as well as specialty coding areas, and has helped hundreds of organizations improve their medical coding, understand complex guidelines, and incorporate documentation improvement strategies during her 25-year career. Nancy has also been recognized as a fellow by the American Academy of Professional Coders. Nancy, thanks for joining me today. So let's dive right in. The 2021 Evaluation and Management, or ENM Guideline and Code Changes, were the first major shakeup to coding in many years. Why were these changes made? We've heard from providers for many years that the previous guidelines were simply not clinically intuitive and were more focused on checking boxes than providing relevant medical record information. This, and some lack of comprehension of the guidelines, led to an extremely high error rate in ENM coding. At one point, the Office of Inspector General identified that approximately 55% of ENM claims submitted to Medicare were either incorrectly coded, meaning the level or category of code billed was wrong, or lacking appropriate documentation, indicating the medical record didn't support the service billed. And that equated to a $6.7 billion overpayment for all evaluation and management codes in one year. The current code revisions were implemented in the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services 2020 final rule, and they were later adopted by the American Medical Association in the 2021 edition of the CPT manual. The goal is intended to put patients over paperwork and reduce practices administrative burdens. So Nancy, is this a good thing for providers? Essentially, yes. The new guidelines eliminate redundancies, such as requiring repeated documentation of family history that simply hasn't changed since the last visit. And that helps put the focus back on the medical decision-making of the visit. So should providers have any concerns about the changes? Yes, yes, they should. As the documentation guidelines have changed, the related requirements for supporting an ENM code have changed. While medical decision-making, or MDM, is one of the ways to document a code level, the guidelines for determining MDM have changed considerably. Providers must learn and apply these new concepts to their documentation. So what happens if the providers don't use the new guidelines, Nancy? We can certainly expect both government and commercial insurance carriers to perform audits retroactively on paid claims. As we have seen previously after major coding changes, carriers usually request a few medical records to review to see if the code build is supported in the documentation. If the code is not supported, then we can expect the carriers to move to recoup the previously paid reimbursement. Now, typically, carriers will then perform more audits 
if these still don't demonstrate coding compliance, these carriers may begin to allege the intent to bill inappropriately, potentially fraudulent or abusive practices. At this point, we have seen carriers attempt to extrapolate payment across multiple paid claims or even perform a prepayment review of claims. In the latter instance, all claims must be submitted with documentation and the claims are not paid until that documentation is reviewed by the carrier. This can severely impede a practice's reimbursement. So what can a practice do to protect itself then, Nancy? Their best defense is to be proactive. We recommend having an objective coding and documentation review as recommended by the OIG work plan and then holding educational sessions with a professional coder. This will both identify if the documentation is supportive of the codes build, as well as provide appropriate remediation. Simply having a coding review helps demonstrate to an external payer that the provider intends to understand the coding guidelines and therefore bill appropriately. It can reduce the risk of both prepayment audits and losing reimbursement through extrapolation. Nancy, thanks for sharing all your insights today on this important topic. Be sure to look out for the next podcast in the series that takes a deeper dive into the details of the E&M changes.